It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. morning happy wednesday to you welcome into the program hope your day is starting off well it's a little chilly out there but other than that not too bad i I like how this week i can start to see the sun rising as i am on my way into work that's a good thing we are just really weeks away from spring i know it seems hard to believe as you're getting up this morning and you're putting on your multiple layers and zipping up your jacket and putting on your hat and scarf and gloves. I I never wear gloves enough. I have them in my coat pocket, but I just never put them on. And you know, I know other people who say the same thing, but be, for them it's because they're using their phone and they say that, you know, I can't use my phone with gloves on, although you can change the sensitivity on your screen now to actually be set for using gloves. At least I could on one of my phones. I don't know if it's still a thing, but but people say, oh, I'm always on my phone, so I don't put gloves on. That's not me. I mean, I'm always on my phone, but I never wore gloves. I only put them on really if it's snowing or if I'm going to be outside for a significant amount of time. And scarves, forget it. I never wear a scarf. I suppose I should, but I don't really see the point. Just something else for me to lose. I remember when I was a kid, I left my scarf that my mom had knitted for me or crocheted in the movie theater after seeing Empire Strikes, uh, Return of the Jedi. And then looking back on it, I said to my dad one day, I said, do we go to a bargain theater to see Return of the Jedi? He's like, yeah, yeah. We went to, there was one in like downtown Stoughton. I was like, yeah, I I thought so because those movies came out in the summertime and I had a scarf and winter coat on when we were five years old or whatever, six. But uh, if you do wear all those things, put them on this morning. Speaking of this morning, uh, we have a lot that we can discuss. Certainly, there's some interesting news that came out of the mayor's office yesterday. They put out um, a letter, both a letter that Mayor Mitchell had sent to the federal government. Well, a, a letter that the federal government had sent to Mayor Mitchell. And then Mayor Mitchell's response to the federal government regarding the planned closure of the federal building downtown. You know, the one with the sea flower sculpture out front that everybody complains about because it really impacts your life. What piece of art is outside the federal building? But that building 
the federal government is looking to close it, and Mayor Mitchell is pushing for them to keep it open and actually maybe even expand the services that are offered there. And from what I've been told, the local delegation will have something to say on that as well. I haven't seen anything yet, but uh, Mayor Mitchell will be in with Chris later. He's going to talk about that and a bunch of other things with Chris and with you. And listen, if Mayor Mitchell says there's a need to have a federal presence in downtown New Bedford, I believe him because the other option is the federal government will, and, and they said that it's still, it's still early in the process, but that they would be having discussions about whether or not to sell that building, you know, whatever the, the government decides to do. But if you are Mayor Mitchell and you don't think there's a need for a federal presence downtown, you would be excited at the prospect of maybe the city buying that building and that space because certainly there's things the city could use it for, but it also gives you a, a footprint, although it's not a huge one, but it gives you a footprint downtown for the potential courthouse that will need to be built. That is in the plans of the state to build, although it could be, I think, 20, I think, I think it's like another 10 years. I remember writing the story, but I don't remember the exact dates in it. But let's just say they, they have it on the list to be replaced, but it's a long ways off. But that could be the spot where you could do it. I'm sure there's also a developer that wants to come in and put some kind of housing in there. So there would be a lot of ways for the city of New Bedford to win if the federal government was no longer in that building and if they were willing to sell it. So if Mayor Mitchell is saying, no, 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 forget those other things, we need to have a federal presence in New Bedford, then I, I think that he's probably got a strong point there then. He actually argues in his letter back that they should be looking to expand the federal presence. That they should be looking for a larger presence for, for NOAA. That they should be having a larger Social Security Administration presence to deal with I mean, anybody that's gone over there, you know, there's always a lot going on in the Social Security office. And he, Mayor Mitchell, points out that with immigration, there's going to be more need for that. Obviously, that would be before you start calling up and railing about illegal immigrants. Obviously, if they're at the Social Security Administration, we're talking about legal immigration. And I think that there's going to be more federal bodies that will be related to the wind industry as time goes on. And Mayor Mitchell argues that as well, that they would need space. So he's saying that there's 
a strong need for that and that he also doesn't understand the methodology as to why they are closing while they're looking to close that particular building. Now, the, the government argues, the federal government argues that it is based on profitability. And Mayor Mitchell's response is, but you're the government. It's not supposed to be about profitability. It's supposed to be about service. So there'll be a lot more discussion on that later on this morning at 11 o'clock when the mayor is in with Chris. As well as some other things, too, that you're going to want to tune in for. And, of course, they'll take your questions, as will I. I'll take your questions and comments and thoughts at 508-996-0500. You can also use the app chat feature on the WBSM app, the open line voicemail on the WBSM app, whatever you need to do to get your thoughts over to me this morning. If you are getting ready to go to work and you travel through Rhode Island, if you travel through Providence, East Providence, if you go over the Washington Street Bridge and you're so fed up and so stressed out by having to deal with that bridge every day, ABC6 had a fun story that there is actually someone who is kind of capitalizing on this. There is a Washington Street Bridge stress ball. Epic Promotions is a family-owned branding company. It is sending bridge-shaped stress balls to its clients. Now, it's, it's funny because it's not the Washington Bridge that is depicted. It just happened to be a bridge design, but the company saw it and said, huh, that kind of looks like the Washington Bridge, and some of our clients are probably going through the, through a lot of stress with this. So they sent it out to their clients, and they're having problems themselves even getting deliveries out. So they, they feel the pain. My favorite part of the story, though, and if you want to order them for your company, you know, this isn't something that you just go online and you buy one for five bucks. You know, this is a promotions and marketing company, so they sell them by the case. But if you want to order a case for the folks that you work with, you can reach out to Epic Promotions and do that. But my favorite part of this story is that Epic Promotions also sent these stress balls, stress bridges, to the director of the Rhode Island Department of Transportation, Peter Alviti, and also to Governor Dan McKee. So they sent these bridge stress balls, stress bridges, to the governor and the director of the Department of Transportation. Um, the person from the company told ABC6, so hopefully they look at it in the way it's intended. It's light, it's fun to add a little levity to the situation. We think they're all doing a great job. Well, I think the people who are squeezing those bridges in traffic this morning probably don't agree with that, but it's still, it's kind of fun. And you know what? It might be smart for some local New Bedford businesses 
to order some of those bridge stress balls now so that when the uh, New Bedford Fairhaven Bridge gets replaced, it doesn't look like it. It, it doesn't have the same visual depiction, but have them handy so that when that bridge gets replaced and your customers and your employees start to get frustrated, you can have those on hand to help them squeeze away the stress. And by the way, I've had stress balls before. They don't do anything to help my stress. They're just something that's fun to throw at other people when they come in and bother you. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Morning, Tim. How you doing? Hi. I just wanted to ask you if Garbage Day got pushed up because of President's Day. Um, I'm not sure. I'll take a look and see if there was uh, anything sent out about it. Usually they send a release, but I don't remember seeing a release about it. Yeah, because i got to put mine out if they did it. I'll, I'll see what I can find, and I'll, uh, I'll make an announcement. All right. Thank you, Tim. No problem. You have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. And uh, what I will do is I will take a break here, and I will look that information up during the break. We'll be back in just a few moments. A man walks down the street. He says, why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle of rest of my life is so hard i need a photo opportunity i want a shot of redemption don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard bone digger bone digger dogs in the moonlight far away my well-lit door mr beer belly beer belly get these mutts away from me you know i don't find this stuff amusing anymore if you'll be my bodyguard i can be your long lost pal I can call you Betty, Betty, when you call me, you can call me out. A man walks down the street, he says, why am I short of attention? Got a short little span of attention, and all my nights are so long. Where's and welcome back in. Uh, so I was able to look that up for you, Shawnee, and uh, President's Day is one of the observed holidays, so your trash is delayed a day. So that's something I should probably keep an eye out for a little bit better just to remind people, uh, listen, there's nothing worse than putting your trash out and not having it be the day. But the only thing worse than that is having it be the day, but forgetting to put the trash out. That's, that's the worst part because now you're waiting another week. And yeah, for somebody like me, I'm not going to fill up a barrel, but... I, that's because I'm hardly ever home. I don't make a lot of trash at home. And then when I do, uh, I'm probably guilty of leaving it inside the house too long. That bag's been full for two days. I should probably take it out. I'll get to it eventually. And then what happens? I miss trash day. So now that's going to sit out there again. So, uh, you know, listen. We don't... we. We don't ask for much in this world, but we just want the trash picked up when we expect it to be. We want the roads plowed when it snows. And we want to make sure that when we turn the water on, it comes out of the faucet and we flush the toilet, it goes down the drain. That's it. That's all you really need. Everything else after that is just gravy. 
508-996-0500. Uh, we're going to be going into the newsroom in a few moments with Phil Devitt. But uh, after that, I want to talk about this story that comes out of Fall River. You know, we were talking about, as we've been talking about Brockton High School and the request to have the National Guard come and help out with the discipline problems that they have in that school. You know, we were getting a lot of calls from people that were saying, ah, young people today, they're so disrespectful. Young people today, they just don't get it. And, you know, and I'm, I'm trying not to generalize everybody and also point out that there were rude people in, and people who didn't want to do what they were supposed to do and cause problems for others in, in your generation as well. Every older generation thinks the ones that come after them are worse. In the history of mankind, nobody has ever sat back and said, these folks are better than us. In fact, I'm sure the generation before the greatest generation looked at them after they were coming home from World War II and said, yeah, but it's just the nature of, you know, human nature to say things were better when it was my time in the sun. So I don't like to generalize like that, but there's this one kid in Fall River <laughs> uh, from this report. You hear it and you say, what the heck happened there? So we can get into that and more. And of course, your calls, 508-996-0500. And you can use the app chat option on the WBSM app. You can use the open line voicemail feature on the WBSM app. But right now, let's go into the newsroom and get all the latest headlines of the day with Phil Devitt. Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News. Over a billion dollars in loan forgiveness is being announced by the Biden administration. Borrowers in the Saving on a Valuable Education or SAVE program who've made at least 10 years of payments will receive an email from President Biden today that amounts to an estimated 153,000 borrowers. The U.N. resolution calling for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza is being vetoed by the United States. U.S. Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield said the resolution would negatively impact sensitive negotiations to free hostages held by Hamas. A Los Angeles woman is being detained in Russia after being accused of treason. Russian authorities allege the 33-year-old dual national raised funds in support of Ukraine. The punishment for treason in Russia is up to 20 years in prison. Two adults in the Super Bowl parade shooting have been charged with murder. Police identified who fired the bullet that killed the one deceased victim, Lisa Lopez Galvin, but both men face the same charges. Both have bonds of $1 million. 22 people were injured in the shooting. In addition, two teens face gun-related charges. Julian Assange could learn his fate as early as today. The WikiLeaks founder has been in prison in the UK and fighting extradition to the U.S for more than a decade. The Australian national faces charges of espionage for publishing classified documents on his website. Documents he and his supporters argue people have a right to see. This week, he's launched an appeal in the UK, hoping for a chance to ask the European Court of Human Rights to block his extradition. If the appeal is denied, he could soon be on a plane bound for the U.S.
And Beatlemania is set to hit theaters in a big way. Director Sam Mendes will helm four separate films on each member of the Fab Four. The families of John Lennon and George Harrison, along with Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr, have all granted full story and music rights for the movies. Time now for WBSM Sports, brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Boston Bruins are away to play the Edmonton Oilers tonight at 10, and the Boston Celtics play the Bulls in Chicago on Thursday. Let's check your forecast now with ABC6. Mostly sunny skies out there. Temperatures in the mid to low 20s. So do bundle up and the wind chill values in the upper teens. Increasing clouds this afternoon. Temperatures in the mid 30s running a few degrees cooler than average. Mostly cloudy overnight tonight around 30. And then tomorrow a little bit above normal. Mostly sunny low 40s. Rain on Friday and the weekend is looking mighty fine with sun. Cooler temperatures however on the breezy side. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast from the ABC6 Weather Center. I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. And uh, I mentioned before the break, this story out of Fall River. This just has me scratching my head because, listen, I worked in food service. I was an angry young man working in food service. And nobody enjoyed working with me. I would yell at my coworkers. I would flip out when I got orders. I was not very good at containing my emotions. But at least as much as I can remember, I never really crossed the line of walking out of the kitchen and expressing those feelings to the customer's face. Now... Sometimes the customers heard what I said in the back and they would complain about it. And to be honest with you, my response to to many of them, because it was never like, you know, a family. It was never like a nice older woman that I was, you know, it was was these, these regular guys that were just diner flies that hung out all day. 
that thought because they came in and got a, a dollar twenty five English muffin and a dollar twenty five cup of coffee, they could sit there for five hours and you know talk to the server that I'm banging the bell for them to come pick up somebody's order. But oh no, hold on, I'm talking to Joe. So I didn't really care if they heard what I said, and I would actually, you know, if they, oh, and it would happen from time to time where they would say. Tell him to come out here. I want to talk to him. And then the server would come back and tell me, hey, Joe wants to talk to you. And my response would always be, yeah, I'm working. I don't have to go out there and talk to Joe. That's that's your job. I, I don't care what he has to say. Because, you know, invariably they were just going to try to dress me down for being angry about cooking. You know, me coming in here and ordering this English muffin is what pays your salary. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I don't care. Because you're going to come in and get it again tomorrow anyway. You don't care what I said. You know, I was. that's just the way, that was the approach that I had. I was very angry all the time when I was there. Went to anger management therapy for it. Didn't make a difference. You know what got rid of that anger? Not working there anymore. Working in a place where I was appreciated for the amount of work that I had to do. Working in a place where I didn't have to deal with that kind of attitude. And you know, it, it's, it's, you can say, hey, I deserved it. And I probably did. But I also don't need... If I'm miserable at work, I don't need morality lessons from people who are also miserable. Who are coming into a diner to hide out from their problems. That was kind of the way that I looked at it. So. I understand, though, the frustration that happens in food service. Now, obviously, I'm more grown up. I'm more mature now. Not by much, but at least in regards to that kind of thing, I'm more mature. So I, I really, like I said, I understand the pressure, but I don't understand the response of what happened with this kid in Fall River. Police actually arrested an employee of the Fall River Popeyes on Monday after he allegedly hit a customer in the face with a metal tray. Now, it sounds to me, as I said, you know, the pressure of food service I understand, but it sounds to me like there might have been more going on with this than just, you know, the way that it's described in this story on ABC6's website is police say the incident occurred at 6.40 p.m. on Pleasant Street. Now, 6.40 p.m., they're probably still in the dinner rush at that time. After this employee, Colby McCarthy, 19 years old, got into a heated exchange with a customer over the length of time it took to receive a food order. And I'm sure there was an argument by the customer about how long it took to receive their food. 6.40, the dinner rush. Although I don't know, you know, how busy it was at the time. It doesn't say that in the story. But it's usually never just about the... Somebody says something that sets the other person off. And according to police, this kid McCarthy then launched a metal tray at the customer 
striking him above his left eye. The customer, a 22-year-old Fall River resident, was taken to a local hospital for medical attention, and McCarthy was arrested and charged with assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. First of all, that metal tray, if he was struck in the face with a metal tray, I'm going to guess that that was one of the kitchen trays. That wasn't a plastic tray that they serve you your order on. I've, I haven't been to a fast food place where they give you a metal tray. Oh, you know what? Sometimes they have like those, those little round ones. Kind of looks like a deep dish pizza pan. But I don't know that they have those at, at Popeye's. But still, this kid apparently, allegedly, picked up a metal tray and flung it at the customer and hit him above the eye. Now, I, I never like to make judgments about people based on their mugshot photos. In fact, you know, there's been a lot of discussions behind the scenes in the news business about whether or not to even publish mugshot photos. That you're catching people in, in their worst moment and not everybody who whose mugshot gets sent to the media is a criminal. Sometimes crimes are committed by people who aren't criminals, if that makes sense. This was not somebody, I mean, and again, I don't know the situation, but just based on the facts, you know, I don't know that you would call this kid a criminal. You'd call him an idiot for doing something so stupid. But it seemed reactionary and not intentional. Based on this report, it could have, you know, again, it could have been a completely different situation in person. But so I don't, you know, do you want to put this kid's mugshot up and and have him become, oh, the Popeye's kid? You know, those kind of questions come up. But anyway, ABC6 chose to put his mugshot up. And I can tell you that taking a look at his mugshot, and again, I don't like to make just judgments based on the way somebody appears in the photo, he doesn't really look that remorseful about it. So there's probably more to this story. And I'm sure it was just two people in a heated situation that let their tempers get the best of them. And nobody really meant for it to escalate to what it did. But obviously now this story is getting plastered up everywhere and People are going to be commenting about it. and I would just recommend to, uh, to Colby McCarthy here, no matter what the outcome is of these charges, maybe take one of those anger management therapy courses. I'd like to tell you that they didn't help me. And I usually will tell people, yeah, I went to anger management. It didn't do anything for me. But I'm a lot less angry now, so maybe they did, and I just didn't realize it. But it might be worth it. And oh, and by the way, you're not going to have a choice. Pretty sure the court's going to make you go to those. Again, no matter what the outcome of this is. I would imagine that uh, court-ordered anger management classes are going to be part of your future. 508-996-0500. So I guess I'm going to open this door based on that conversation now. Based on uh, sharing that story with you. I'm going to open the door to some of those 
food service horror stories, interactions like that. Now, you don't have to call up and name the place. You don't have to call up and name the person that did it. But, you know, you can tell me I was at a fast food restaurant and I got into an argument. I can tell you I haven't had a lot of um, situations that where I was the customer that elevated to a level of screaming at each other or throwing things at each other. But I've had some situations that really made me scratch my head. 508-996-0500. Caller, hang on. I see that's you, Mary. Hang on. I've just got to take a quick break here so I don't fall behind. We'll be back in a few moments. Um, and let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning. How you doing? You had me cracking up. I was making my scrambled eggs, and I heard you, <laughs> and I said, I'm not letting that story slip by me. So you were a terrorist in the diner, huh? I was. I definitely you was. Know, so <laughs> behind the scenes, you're just like me, Mr. Weisberg. I would love to work in a diner with you because the cups and dishes would be flying all over the place. You know okay, what? Okay, never mind English muffins, no. <laughs> you know what, though? I got a, a feeling that maybe you and I would have been on the same side in this situation because you wouldn't, you wouldn't uh, have taken any crap from anybody either. No, he would have been out of there right away. You want to hear an even funnier story? Yeah. The, the owner of the diner, who was like the angriest person I ever knew in my life, uh, one time a guy was complaining. He goes, ah, this sausage tastes funny. And the server went back and said, hey, Biffy, the, the guy out front says the sausage tastes funny. And, you know, we're in the middle of a rush and he's all angry. He runs out there. He grabs the sausage off the guy's plate, takes a bite out of it, looks at him and says, it's fine. And then turns around and runs back into the kitchen. Well, that's good business. That was the you tone that was set here. at the diner. How long did you work in there cooking food? 17 years. You did that for 17 years? Mm -hmm. I started when I was in high school. I think I was like 15 years old when I started, and I was there, you know, all the way until 2012. And then you got addicted to radio. Yeah, well, I started doing stuff here, and I started working at the Standard Times while I was working there. So I worked mornings over there. So, uh, you know, going in from like 5 a.m. to 1 or 2 p.m. left my evenings open. And, my, you know, and uh, I had a day off each weekend that I could be able to do other things. So I used, I basically was working, you know, two or three jobs at a time. What were you doing at the Standard Times? I was a sports writer for 20 years over there. Wow. Um, how long ago was that? Uh, well, I started writing a column in 1998, started working. My first day as a sports writer was September 11th, 2001. Um, obviously they told me not to go into work that day. And then I was there even after I started working here in the newsroom, I would work here in the newsroom and then I would also go over there and work a couple nights a week and go out and cover games on the weekends and stuff. Um, but then, you know, they paired, they paired back on staff over there. So I stopped working there. Uh, but I did that for, yeah, about a little, probably over 20 years. So you went down the right road. You didn't stay in the, in the restaurant all your life, but you could have had your own restaurant, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, there was talk at one point that, uh, you know, the, the diner was getting left to, to me and, and Matt Costa, but some shady things happened and other things it went a different path. And it's probably better that it did because I don't know that that would have been something I could have done my whole life. I wonder if I saw you, me and my mom. I always took mom to eat. Was that in Fayetteville somewhere? Uh, no, I worked at the Mill Pond Diner in Wareham. 
Ah, no. I took my mother out a lot to eat. And I'm like, when I heard your story, I said, gee, I wonder if he ever tried to throw me out of the restaurant. Because we've had a lot of scrapes and bumps, me and my mother. Oh, yeah. Like one time my mother found uh, a bone. We, we went to this, uh, I won't tell you where it was unless we're not supposed to, right? But it was in Fairhaven, a fish restaurant. I'm sure it's still there. <laughs> but uh, my mother was served. She had fish and chips. And we both had. And all of a sudden, she she pulled out this big, long, very, very thin bone out of her mouth. I, she thought she was going to choke on it. And I called the guy and said, hey, my mother almost choked on this fish bone here. Just while you you got to watch while you're eating. You know, I said, listen, my mother's kind of elderly here. I said, I'm not paying for that meal. I took offense right away because he was mean. He wasn't being very sympathetic about it. I said, I'm not paying for it. I said, get up, Ma, let's go. There's, there's other restaurants. She goes, no, 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 be quiet. No, my mother didn't like that kind of stuff when I acted up, you know. But yeah, hey, didn't, didn't want the attention, me, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. and, and, you know, bones and fish are something that happens. I mean, you, you really can't help it, but you can handle it r- the right way. You know, you can you can no. be understanding when the customer complains about it. No, not me, not me, no, no. No, no, I meant they could have been more. Because now you, you can't talk about me no more, not after what I just heard. <laughs> Oh, I'll share some more restaurant horror stories throughout the course of the morning. Both both ones really that I good. was uh, the perpetrator of and ones that I was the victim of. Well, good for you. Be who you are. See what I mean? Be who you are. All right. Well, Have you, a great day. You as well. Yep, bye-bye. Take care. All right. I'm going uh, to take a break here, um, but we do have more stories that I can share. I've probably shared some of these before. But, you know, it, it bears repeating. And I would love to hear your stories. But again, let's not name the restaurant because so many times people will have a bad experience at a place and then completely take the place down based on that one experience. It happens all the time now with social media, with these Facebook groups and everything. So I don't want to get into, you know, tearing places apart. But certainly the uh, the situations are worth discussing. And take a break, and we'll be back in a few moments. Station. All right, that is going to do it for this hour. When we come back on the other side, we can we can get into some of those restaurant horror stories. 508-996-0500. You can also send in 